Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies and moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Warren Walker III, and thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Next Level Leader Podcast. I am so excited once again to have all of you connected who are subscribed to this podcast. I appreciate you and make no mistake about it. We absolutely love our subscribers. I'm thankful for the support. And of course, I want each of you to know we appreciate you sharing it with so many folks who are being blessed by this podcast every single week. It's our goal to get leadership tools and strategies in the life of leaders so that you can continue in your evolutionary process of becoming all what God has for your life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We encourage you to continue to take pen and paper out and let's get ready to work today because I believe that this topic is going to be one that'll be beneficial to us all. I want to talk about the right motive today, the right mission today, and the right method today. What is the motive? What is the mission? What is the method? Anything that we pursue, anything that we attempt to get done, these are the questions that have to be raised. We have to begin to understand what gives rise to the need to do it. Is the need to do it, the cause, clear? And are our strategies affected to get it done? One of the things that I have done in mentoring relationships and even in my Leaderships Institute, I have asked the question, we've taken literally two hours in one session dealing with this one point here. What is your why? You have to examine your why. And that may not mean much to some of you at first hearing, but I want you to really process it just for a moment. Everybody knows what they want to do. I want to go to law school. I want to go to medical school. I want to, I want to be a pastor. I want, to, I want to be a social worker. I want to be a nurse. Here is the deal. But what is your why? What gives you motivation to want to do it? What is the thing that pushes you to the place that gives meaning to doing it? You have to examine the why. Make sure that your why is coming from a healthy place. I'll give you a perfect example. I, I wanted to be an attorney. I really did. And when God called me into ministry, I was somewhat taken aback. I felt that my plans were being hijacked by God. Like, wait a minute, God, now I've gone through college, majored in English. I'm ready for law school. And you're calling me into the ministry? What is this? But I had to examine my why. Well, my brother was a lawyer, became a judge. My sister was a lawyer, became a judge. My other sister was a lawyer, became a prosecutor. And here I am living in the shadows of that influence. And my why was tied to that. I wanted to be like them. That was not a big enough why. And so when I began to examine that, the desire to go to law school, to be an attorney, began to wane and my passion for what God really wanted me to do began to grow. You have to begin to ask the question, why? And examine it 
and make sure it's coming from a pure place and that you're not allowing others to live vicariously through you. You have to make certain that you have the appropriate why. But I think what's also important is that whatever you do must align with your values. See, because there's a lot of things out there that we can connect to and be involved in, but it's a value statement what you actually commit to. Your values are non-negotiable. And when they're non-negotiable, you have to make certain that everything that you connect to, everything you put your brand to, everything you put your name to, it aligns with those values. There's a lot of stuff that will attempt to compromise that. But when I begin to realize the significance of my values and the convictions behind them, there's no monetary amount you could give me that would make me jeopardize my values. There's no level of exposure or popularity that will jeopardize my value. Whatever I do must align with my values. That's how I keep my motive in check. My motive is in check because I've examined my why and I've made certain that everything that I sign my name to, everything that I put my brand to, everything that I connect with, it properly aligns with my values. And if your values are high, then that means that there's a greater demand upon those who want to engage you. This is a very important thing, ladies and gentlemen. We have got to be clear. That's why you can't take on all these different projects and connect yourself to just things that could bring your value down, bring your brand down. And here's the third. You have to create opportunities, not obstacles. You see, a part of the, the method, the mission, is I must see myself as a person who approaches challenges and I see opportunities in the midst of it. I don't want to become an obstacle. I don't want to become a hindrance. One of the things that leaders learn early on is that you want to surround yourself with people who don't hinder the progress of your organization. So as a result, you want to make sure that you've got creative people that have ingenuity. You want to make sure that you've got people that know how to think outside the box because these are people that see opportunities when other people create various obstacles. This is so important. It is perhaps one of the most important things you will ever learn. The creativeness of a leader is able to bring opportunities when other people walk away. See, when I'm clear about my motive, I know why I'm doing it, and the mission is so great, man, I am going to always attempt to create opportunities whereby this thing can come to fruition. I am not going to be what I referred to once in a sermon some years ago, a blessing blocker. <laughs> I am going to get out of the way and allow these things to occur, and I'm going to use all of my influence to make sure that I become a conduit by which opportunities can flow. That's why we have to make certain every single day we wake up, are we creating opportunities or we are creating obstacles? As a next-level leader, let's focus in on creating opportunities. But here's the fourth. A part of building that team, a part of doing what you're doing and getting it done, diversity matters. You see, I've been privileged to 
to serve in a variety of capacities. As you know, if you've been following me for some time, you know as a pastor, as a presiding bishop, as a board chair, as a board member in the private sector, public sector, all of these things have taught me that diversity and inclusion matters. If you're going to be affected, if you're going to reach a broad base of people, your organization, your infrastructure has to look like the people you're trying to reach. This is why it's so important. You think about when the president came into office prior to that, people were making demands that the cabinet looked like America. Well, it is important that your organization, when you look at your board, when you look at your infrastructure, is there enough diversity? Is there enough on your team that looks like the community that you're trying to reach? Diversity matters. And not just diversity in terms of ethnicity, but there has to be diversity of thought, diversity of experiences. I want people from different walks of life, not just one economic demographic. I need people from all demographics because they can speak the language and help me understand how to do what I need to do in that particular space. That's why it is so important for us to embrace diversity, not as some showroom floor looking diversity. It looks good in the window but a real authentic diversity that runs through and through where other people chime in on what is needed for the organization to move forward and how we begin to allow ourselves to hear creative ideas from these awesome, amazing people who have diverse perspectives. Diversity absolutely matters. And you do yourself a great, great blessing by surrounding yourself with others. Here's the other principle. Don't miss the blind spots. You know, I heard this um, from a mentee of mine. I was actually in a mentoring session and the mentee kind of talked about one of the challenges they had was blind spots, not having enough discernment or wherewithal to be able to pay attention to those things that were kind of right around the corner. Using this metaphor in the sense that sometimes a car can get in your blind spot and you don't see it and you move over too quick and you cause a wreck. The problem is there's a lot of blind spots in leadership but you can't miss it. And when you are moving forward, you have to have a methodology where you have people that can help you discern the climate of the organization. What's going on? What are people saying? What are people feeling? I don't want to miss blind spots. I don't want to go into a meeting and get hit in a blind spot. I don't want to get on a call and get hit in a blind spot. So I want to make sure that, you know, as I continue moving my organization forward, that I am cognizant of all the things that are happening. I'll be honest, one of the challenges of delegated authority is that you use this model of collaboration and sometimes you can have a tendency to withdraw and allow others to do everything and you sit back and supervise and do nothing. Problem with that is that you cannot expect what you do not inspect. Let me say that again. You cannot expect what you do not inspect. So as a result, you have to be able to have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the organization and the community around it. And I believe you would do yourself a great, great, great favor by making certain that you are aware of the various things that are occurring in your organization at every single level. Jesus asked the question one day, who do men say that I am? How powerful is that? He was concerned about public opinion about his situation, as you and I should be. You can't lead without being aware of public opinion and thought about your organization and how well you're fulfilling your objectives because that's what fuels your mission. Are we on point with our mission? 
are people feeling our motives and understand that we're doing this from a good place or are they missing it? Because if they're missing it, it means that our methods have to change. That's why it is so important to staff to your weakness. Now, I've shared this, man, in so many of my books because I think it's important to surround yourself with people who are sharp where you're weak. You can't be a leader and have insecurities about this. Great leadership says, I'm going to locate, identify what my particular weaknesses are, and I am going to staff toward those. Imagine how powerful that is. When I was coming along in ministry, I began to realize if the organization, the church was going to grow and if I was going to have a strong infrastructure, I got to get the best and the brightest in these particular areas and staff toward those areas. Why? So that I could actually have experts in those particular fields. If I was weak in a particular area, I needed a strong person that could do it. That's what great leaders do. Identify areas you're weak and staff to those areas and find people who can do it very well because leaders learn how to surround themselves with people who make them look good. And you celebrate those people. You're very thankful for those people. But that's what leaders do. You don't have to staff to your strengths because if you can do it, do it. But if you're not good at it, find someone who absolutely can. Let me review before I go into this last principle because a part of the right motive and mission and method is examining our why. Why are we doing what we're doing? What's our motive? What's giving rise to our desire to get it done? Is it authentic or is it tied to some personal, you know, plan to live out our dreams, admiring someone else? What is your why? And whatever we do, let's make certain that it aligns with our values. Let's make certain that we don't compromise our values and our integrity on the altar of trying to be popular, on the altar of trying to make a lot of money. All money is not good money. And then I must create opportunities and not obstacles. I have to get out of the way and not be a hindrance to the success and viability of the organization. I want to always create opportunities for the vision to come to fruition, and I want to create opportunities for others. I want to allow others to have opportunities to succeed within the organization. That's why diversity matters, because I want to make sure that there is inclusion. I want to make sure that my organization looks like the community to which it serves. And so I have to be open to different ways of thinking, different experiences, if I am going to be successful in this organization. Also, I must never miss blind spots. Blind spots are tough. Something that caught you off guard, something you weren't paying attention to. You must have your finger on the pulse of what's happening around you at all times. You have to make sure you staff to your weakness. Staffing to your weakness says, I got the right people in this area who can move the organization forward in excellence, do it at a level that makes the leader, makes the vision look good. This final thing is putting a premium on marketing and messaging. Marketing matters. I've seen great visions, great, great missions, but no marketing. You can have a great mission, even have great methods, but if nobody ever hears about it, how can they benefit from it? Marketing is key, and you have to make sure in the messaging, you control your own messaging. Messaging matters. 
And when you think about it, you controlling your own narrative, you are able then to help craft a story that ties your why. See, when you think about marketing, I always say you have to look at it from this perspective. It's not just what I'm doing and what I'm doing. It Most times when you see marketing, it's what's happening, when it's happening, and where it's happening. But that's not real good marketing. The marketing is tell me the why. You watch St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, a place in which I love to support. They give you the why. You have to understand the why is what gets buy-in. In marketing, don't just focus on what, when, where. Tell the story. Why? Why is this mission important? Why am I making this level of investment and inviting you to join me? Why are we doing what we're doing? When you tie a story to that and you control that narrative, amazing things begin to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is so important for all of us to understand the right motive, that our motive must be pure in all that we do because our mission, it definitely matters. The mission is great. The mission is always bigger than who we are individually. And as a consequence, our methods should exemplify that. Raising up people around me who can help me identify what's happening, what people are saying, how I can get better, diversity of thought. This is how organizations win. This is how churches win. This is how universities win. When you are able to move it like that, to move and have a clear motive, a motive that is not convoluted by personal gain, a mission that's quite clear, a vision that's solid, and methods that are proven, you will get things done. I hope this has been a tremendous blessing to you, and I thank you. I want to connect with you. Please follow me at josephwalker3 on Instagram. I love for you to connect with me and also get my new book. It's called Leadership and Loneliness. This book will be a tremendous blessing for you and your team. And I believe throughout each chapter, you're going to get a lot of revelations in this particular area. I also would like you to share this podcast with as many people as you can. Thank you in advance. And I appreciate all of you for being a part of Next Level Leader Podcast. Listen, we are excited. We're grateful. And we thank you for being a part of what is happening in this space. Until next time, I pray God's blessings be upon you and yours. And we'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph Walker 3. I look forward to connecting with you.